Welcome to season two of the Soul Brew Podcast. This is Stephen and I'm here with Aidan and he is going to explain what coffee we are drinking today. Hi. Hello everybody and welcome to season two as well. Just want to get that in there. I'm very happy to be here. We had quite the <laughs> same as season one, episode one. It's 11.35 a.m. and me and Stephen have been on the phone for about an hour and we're only starting to get the record now. This has been an hour and a half. It's Between technical issues and Wi-Fi issues and everything else. Um, this episode is called The College Dropout. <laughs> which we'll get, we'll, get, we'll get around to later on. Um, so... I'm drinking uh, natural Ethiopian coffee, and I'm drinking it from Glen Lion Coffee Roasters here in Aberfeldy in the highlands of Scotland, which is where I am. And we'll come to that why I'm here. Um, we're <clears throat> going to do a little catch-up. Um, but Ethiopian coffees um, have a special place in my heart because... When I first started working in coffee um, about three and a half years ago now, I think, three years ago, um, you do this thing called cupping. And cupping is like the rawest form of tasting coffees without any manipulation and brewing methods. And Ethiopia has kind of fairly distinct, very distinct bean that is like very floral, uh, bergamot tea-like. When you taste it and it was the first coffee that my taste buds started to understand um so i am very partial to ethiopian coffee the taste notes of this um are quite typical just what i explained but there's also a bit of cherry in there and quite juicy so um as the coffee gets colder it's nearly almost just like tea like if you can get your hands on some Ethiopian coffees, I highly recommend it. Um, they're very distinct in their flavor. And you can check out these guys. I think they have a website. Um, so it's Glen Lion Coffee Roasters. Brilliant. Now, Aidan, why are you in Aberfeldy? <laughs> That's a, quite a change. Tell us, what have you been at? Tell us your crack. So my crack is like, <clears throat> do you know, like when you leave the house in the morning and you come back in the evening time and you're just like, I'm just after leaving this place. Like, it just feels like the whole day has been an absolute blur. That's how my life has, that's how my life has felt since like hanging up the phone on, ep or on season one to like start in season two. I thought you were going to say there, have you ever left the house and ended up in the islands <laughs> in Scotland? <laughs> no. So but tell us. So I manage the woman's cafe in County Westmeath. The woman. Okay, I didn't know, I didn't know you had a, a woman that belonged to you, but I, <laughs> no, I she, she would love being referred to as the woman. <laughs> Not right, Una? Una, Una Leonard owns 2210 History in Mullingar, and I'm kind of like part manager for it or whatever. And this customer had been coming in since like December and I knew he had this sort of, he had this sort of guest house in Scotland or whatever that he was telling me about it. And he was, he was coming over and back to it, but he didn't really say much about it. And he came in one day and I was making his coffee and I was like, hi John. And he's like, hi Aiden, how are you? 
and I had my back turned to him and he goes, Aiden, how would you feel about working overseas? And Aiden was like standing in the back and I was like, what? I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, he's like, we're looking for a guest experience manager for the house. And I was like, he just caught me in such a hop. He's like, here's my number. Let's, ha- let's meet up and have a beer. So there's this, it's, it's, um, it's this massive house in the Highlands of Scotland that is an exclusive use hotel as, as such. So it sleeps 18 people. You have to book out the whole place. You can't just book a room or whatever. And when guests come, they have a host, which is me. So I look after, um, man- I manage their whole trip as- essentially. So like there's loads of different tours that they can do up here. This is big whiskey co- uh, country. Um, they can go like white river rafting. Um, they can, some very high end clients can like rent helicopters and do the Harry Potter train that runs through the mountains up here and stuff like that there. So I organize all that for them and I look after them, uh, from their stay from start to finish. And it's the most bizarre job I've ever had. I've not even known it could exist. I didn't even know this was a thing. And that's why I'm in Aberfeldy in Scotland. So that is, uh, well, I obviously knew that because um, <laughs> we've been speaking over the last few months. But tell me this. So we did an episode in season one called Decisions, Decisions, Decisions. How did you come to that decision that, so you had a good job managing Una's Cafe, 2210 Patisserie, and how did you opt in for this position instead of staying with something that was going quite well? Um, well, I actually opted out of it first. I said no. I said no to the opportunity. Um, and then I stewed on it for a week, which I like to do with things. That's how I like to, to make these sort of decisions. And it really was a bizarrity, if that's even right a word off the opportunity i don't think bizarre just how bizarre the opportunity was and i was like this is so unique and what this guy's offering me to do that like and i'm Mm. a sucker for adventure and i'm a um, i'm sucker for kind of stepping out into the unknown and seeing how it fits with me Mm. um and also the fact that it offers flexibility so because this house is exclusive use it means that it's not always booked and when it's not booked it means i don't need to be here to work so I can just fly back home quite quickly. Um, so I could work like three or four days and then I might have four or five days off or something like that there. Mm-hmm. So if it was full-time work, then I probably definitely would have said no. Um, but because it's so flexible and gives me time to do what I want to do and be back home and stuff as well, then that's why I said yes. That's how I came to that decision. And I don't know when, like, this house is savage. Like, this is like... So I don't know when I'd ever have the chance to to try and do something of this ever again. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity and give it a go. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it does work, it's great. Yeah, I think that's class. I think that's a good way of approaching it. Like, is stepping out of that comfort zone because the job you had was really good. Yeah, it's a great um, job. And but like, I can, <laughs> I I know that I have the skill set that. Tomorrow I could step into any cafe and manage it again. Um, 
so knowing that is like knowing that I'm confident in that has given me the confidence to well let's try and do something that you don't know if you can do or not Aiden and see how you handle that um and see if it can stretch me a little bit and push me a little bit on in terms of managerial skills and things like that there class and that flexibility is definitely great that you can come home and stuff also you are a college student technically so just before this episode started Aiden informed me of some news that he still hasn't actually explained to me Uh, and the reason we call this episode the college dropout is well a we're both fans of Kanye West and that particular album great Great workout album a great album and but also Aiden just told me that he dropped out of college but also started college can you please explain it? Yeah, I can. Right. So I don't have a degree, which I think we talked about in episode one. And when I, after I finished, uh, after I sold the gym, the goal was to, to try and get some sort of degree behind my name. And I messed about for a few years and didn't really go to college. And then last year, I decided, right, this is it. You're getting your degree and you're going to go to college. And I picked a business degree um, that was online for the first year, which was great because it gave me the flexibility to work down in County Westmeath and stuff because it wasn't Letterkenny, it was in County Donegal. And it went, it was meant to be in class room, it was meant to be on campus, but it went online, which suited me great. And it was a business degree because like I've owned my own business and I've ran a couple of, different businesses are being quite close to running them or are being like operations for them. And I was like, well, this probably lines up Aiden with what you like to do. Mm-hmm. The course um, didn't really ignite me at all. Um, and a lot of it was like stuff that I've never used in, in day-to-day business as such. I guess it's just like a lot of course. So it just didn't, it wasn't really doing it for me. Um, and then I got offered this opportunity and the course, the second year of the course of the business course was due to go back into classroom. And that isn't go- that wasn't going to suit me because like, I'm going to be spending my time in Scotland. I'm going to be spending my time in Westmeath and I'm going to be spending my time in Donegal. So I had to like, it was kind of not, I was not forced to drop out of it. I could have just decided to go back to Donegal and, and done it. But I was like, ah, like, if I really, really liked the course, I probably would have done that. So I started on the hunt for uh, online uh, degree. And when I was searching for it, um, I got, got a couple of business degrees. And um, then a course popped up, which has been in my head, I would say, since I was about probably 21, 22. And that is... Um, psychotherapy and counseling so when i had the gym obviously you're doing a lot of one-to-one sessions with clients like that's that was basically my main business was pt um and that's funny that's how i met maura dolan because when you're dealing so closely with people oh geez that's typical no sorry about that guys (laughs) so when you're dealing one-to-one with people um you get quite into why they're training and what's going on. And like, I had some like, like horrendous stories from clients and 
I had no idea how to help them really. Like I was just trying to, I was just a PT that was listening to them. So I did my life coaching course and thought that would help. And then it did help obviously. Um, but the idea of counseling and psychotherapy has been in my head since. And I've, mm. I've kept putting it off because of how long a road it is. It's a very long road to be a, to be a counselor, to be a psychotherapist, at least to be a good one anyway. I think like, you know, if you're going to do it the right way, it's going to take a long time to do. And it's like one of those things, well, you know, seven years are going to pass anyway, whether you do something or not, you know, you're going to be 35, whether you, you go to college or don't go to college. Um, and every year that I've looked for a course, this is the psychotherapy and counseling side of things has always caught my eye and I've always said no to it. Um, and then when push came to shove this year, when I was like, I need to find a new course. And um, this popped up as like, do you know what, Aiden? You tried the business degree course. It didn't really do much for you. It was like pulling hen's teeth. Like I got through it well and I actually got good grades, but like I didn't enjoy it at all. And mm. I seen this course, it was like, a, it's a taster course, course um, to psychotherapy and counseling. And I was like, it's not where you want to be, but it's something in the direction that you think you want to go in. You've mm. tried something, didn't work. Let's try something else that might potentially work. So it's a 12 week course. It's just a, t- a taster course. And I'm hoping it's going to take me through like the next um, six months or so between the breaks of the holidays and stuff. And I'm hoping that it's a step in the direction that I w- actually want to go in. And if it's not, then that's also good because no, not knowing as well is good. Not knowing that it's for you is as good as knowing that something might be for you, if that makes sense as well with the business. Yeah, knowing it's not for you is as good. Yeah. So yeah. this is my chance to try and do something that's been ruminating in my head for years. And um, I'm hoping that it'll answer the question of, yes, let's push on with this, Aiden, and let's get your qualification in that. Or it's going to be like, no, it's not for you. You can put it to bed now. And that's why I'm a college dropout. Good man. It takes cojones to drop out of college, in fairness. No, I know a lot of people that... So I worked in the student union in, in Saigo back in the day. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that before, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would have dealt with a lot of students and pe- people just didn't like their course, some people. And they would know that after maybe a few months of starting and, you know, give it a year, a bit of pressure from parents to get a degree or from family or friends or whatever, or thinking that that's what they need to do. And then fast forward four years later, they eventually get their degree in whatever it is and hated every moment of it and go on to never use the degree ever so i think the way you're doing it is class like it's hard to make that decision so fair play it was and we're, we're going to talk i think a little bit more about this and um we're going to talk a little bit more about this in season three but you know after i made the decision and, and like left a, an actual de- degree course to start a course mm-hmm. that's not a degree mm-hmm. i was like and if you just stuck it out for two more years, you'd have a degree and start, start to tell myself things like that there. And then I, I was speaking to, was speaking to Maura Dolan again. And she's like, Aiden, that saboteur is talking. That's like, that's like, they're pulling you in, in different directions and you were doing a course that did nothing for you. So just like, you've made the decision, 
and just leave it and put it to bed and and focus now on something that you want to do so um making the decision is hard mm. to like any any big decision is hard obviously but when you've made it you've just got to like not look back on it as such and like mm-hmm. tease yourself with well you know if you just did it for a couple of more months or if you just did it for this you'd have that like like that's bullshit like that's just like there's a reason why you you decided to not continue on with it and yeah. just leave it there and 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 move on and so far um the course has actually been really interesting and it's very much like the stuff that we talk about on here which is obviously mm. the stuff that I enjoy doing and enjoy talking about um so I think it's and it's not like excel sheets and stuff like that there which drives me <laughs> up the wall I'm more interested in in fluid things like conversations and and people yeah. and stuff so yeah I think it's a step in the right decision you dropped out of college as well, Stephen, didn't you? I did, yeah. Um, I after doing the leave insert, uh, so I f- started the leave insert when I was sixteen, finished it when I was seventeen, and was way too young to be making a decision about what I want to do for the rest of my life. When I think about it, um, not that I was too young; you can make it at any age. But I, I definitely didn't have a clue, and went to Limavady to study sports science. Myself and Barry McGinley uh, went up there. We lived there and it was terrible. I thought it was terrible. The course was average. It was all right. Some of it was interesting, some of it wasn't. But Lima Valley wasn't a great place to live as a student. And it was literally the recession had just started. And Lima Valley is kind of one of them kind of towns that was like hit hard with it. So it was, it was actually more the social aspect I just didn't get much out of. And after a couple of months, I was like, no, I'm gone. And it was a hard decision at the time because I was living with my best mate, Barry, in Limavati. So I was going to be disappointing him. I thought I was going to be disappointing parents. But at the end of the day, they were happy enough as long as I was happy. Um, and then took, yeah, took six, seven months out. Worked in the corn cutters rest back in the day. My God! Oh my God! That's making me feel like, holy shit! Oh yeah! So I worked full time in a bar back home and uh, figured out what I'd want to do, and then made um, the decision to go to Sligo to do health science and physiology, which ended up doing that for three years and did the add-on year and found what at the time I wanted to be a P teacher. Actually, was the long goal, but I didn't have enough points to go straight into P teaching, so I did like a stepping stone course kind of thing um which was a level seven degree and then realized during that that i actually loved health promotion and that's how i ended up figuring out what i wanted to do i'm still in college <laughs> 13 years later <laughs> that's all right that's absolutely ah, it doesn't bother me yeah yeah so that's um so there's no harm in dropping out because it helps you Taking that time to myself helped me figure out yeah. what I wanted to actually do. So you 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 essentially figured out your life in the Corn Cutters Bar in Crystal. Like so many others. Like so <laughs> many others. You were just on the right side of the bar. <laughs> I don't um, think there is a right or wrong side. But yeah, I think like, like I've been doing a bit of reflect, reflecting lately. And since I sold the gym, since I sold the gym seems to be a massive point in my life um mm. and 
when I was when I was personal training clients, I had such a rich variety of people who had done things and were doing things and a lot of my clientele were older and you know had lived their lives and had traveled and had started businesses and had degrees and you know mm-hmm. like all, all attributes that that any um what do you call the word when you're um when you're trying to do things like you are like the opposite of lazy would be like progressive or like what do you mean like um like the word action, like a anyway so um basically i wanted to move forward with things like i wanted to try things and do things and so like when i sold the gym that was my opportunity because the gym was so tiny for me like i worked like six seven days a week for five years or whatever Mm -hmm. and it was giving me a chance to go and try these things and as i'm trying these things and they're not working out for me you could really beat yourself up about that or you could be like, nothing's working for me. But like, as I'd said before, when something doesn't work for you, it's just equally as good maybe as finding something that does work for you. So I'm, tr- I'm taking mm. off all these things. Like I wanted to live abroad. So I lived in Vienna and it worked out for me while I was there, but like I've done that now and I'm also mm. living in Scotland now. So that's another, like that's another experience that, that I wanted to have. And I wanted to get a degree and it wasn't the degree that, that I thought it would be. So I'm, mm. you know, I'm taking off these things and I'm leaving them behind and not trying not to dwell on them too much as I'm trying to realign myself on some sort of path as well. So it's like a matter of trying things, see if it works. If it doesn't work, you know, you're leaving it be- behind and taking the experience yeah. obviously with it and then, and then trying to move forward with the next thing that you're trying to do. It makes sense. Like, cause when I moved to Australia, my intention was to do two years and I was doing my farm work to get a second year visa. And then during that, long story short, randomly saw the masters that I'm now doing and interviewed for it. Um, well, I actually did the interview while I was in Tokyo, which was funny enough, but um, interviewed for it and got offered a position and I took it. So I, ha- I still had two months of farm work left to do, but they actually said I didn't have to start the master's until like four months time. So I ended up finishing the farm work. So I still have a second year visa if I wanted, but also it just sort of, it was like that. I was trying it out. I loved Australia at the time, but it just felt right. And I know in the long term, it's something I want to do is the, the sort of area that I'm now doing the master's in. And then obviously I came home in January, 2020, and it was probably perfect timing to, to start it as well with all mm-hmm. the stuff that happened then after. So I think it's about throwing your hat in the ring and trying stuff. And I would have happily stayed another year in Australia, but I could have come back and then been like, oh, shit, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. I came back knowing what I wanted to do, doing it now. And I think it's, I think the way you're doing it is class. Just try it, fail, fail again. Right. Well, I don't even I don't even know if feels is the right word because like it's not a feel. It's it's no right or wrong decision. It's it's make a decision and, and go from there. Yeah, I think feel sometimes is a a negative like word. Like it feels like it's a ne- negative word. I don't think it's actually that 
like a bad a thing. Yeah. I mean, failed is not that nice. Like, I, I was just kind of try, basically quoting Samuel Beckett there. It's like, um, not, not ever- work out. I like the word, like, you know, if, do- if it doesn't work out. And, you know, Americans are very, that's American culture is very typical. Like, they're very obviously entrepreneurial and enterprising. And, like, they use the word fail, but they could fail. Like, they say, like, you could fail so many times, but you just start again and you go again and you go again and you go again. Like, and, I think in in our culture, maybe back home and stuff, like if it doesn't work out, you kind of you might not try again, or you know your ego might get a bit of a battering. Yeah. Or yeah, know. well, the, the only reason I kind of said that was just quoting, well, trying to quote Samuel Beckett, which I just looked up now. So basically, there's a quote I love from Samuel Beckett, which is "Ever tried, ever failed, no matter. Try again, fail again, fail better." So yes. essentially, learn more and go. Yeah, if like try it. If it doesn't work out, try something else or go again or whatever it is. Like so, that's just where I'm kind of coming that angle from. But yeah, and I'm, I'm like I'm really looking forward to if this if the Scotland gig doesn't work out or whatever. Like I think I'm going to have some very interesting stories and experiences from it. Like it's just some of the clientele that that are going to be here is going to be very interesting. Um, we have clients that are coming to stay now in, um, just in, in new years mm. and they've asked, number one, they've asked us, can they land a helicopter on the grounds? And number two, they've asked us to sign a non-disclosure agreement to who they are that we can't put up on social media. We can't really talk about who they are. And I have no, like the guy who owns the house has no idea who they are cause they're booking through, um, uh, rep so i have no idea he has no idea so it's like it's very exciting and i'm, yeah. and I'm going to be with them the whole time i'm going to be looking after them the whole time they're here so you're mixing it with the elite of society the elite the the one percent <clears throat> uh so anyway Stephen, what have you done since we hung up the phone on season one? Oh god um I'm glad we finished when we did because I think we finished the end of July and August was madness for me. Um, it was very busy because I was working for Jaws, water sports, doing surf lessons, and August just seemed to be off the chain in terms of busyness. And I took over kind of a role uh, that was a bit more work, so I was kind of doing a bit of the organizing um off the surf lessons and stuff and i pretty much was doing that and master's work and that was pretty much it for august definitely for august anyway because i also had a deadline off the end of august wasn't it yeah so i submitted a paper at the end of august which i'm still waiting on word so hopefully in the next few weeks i'll find out whether i'll have my first fully published paper on my own um as the chief author yeah and uh yeah so it's been a load of that so that's submitted i'm currently working on my second paper which by the end of this month or middle of next month i should be sending to a publisher um and yeah pretty much doing that and sent three like abstracts which is basically like small one-page papers um in there a couple of weeks ago as well so i've been in a lot of writing on that and yeah surf lessons have quietened down now which is grand 
um, which means I've actually also started work in Arnold's Hotel. Um, so <laughs> because I wasn't working as much, I obviously wasn't making as much and I need to live um, and pay rent. So it's been, yeah. Uh, oh, I also moved gaff as well, actually. Um, <laughs> moved house, not that far. Just a different part of Dunfanny. I had to leave the houses in, but luckily, um, a friend of mine, Alice McLeod, and her partner Brian, uh, recently purchased a house, and it has like a little granny flat converted garage kind of thing. So. Living in that, you are a bit granny like, aren't you? Like, you know, the TV and the trophies and stuff. Come here, I have, a, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. so obviously, I went into fitness first and then I went into coffee second, which were my hobbies, right? So, mm-hmm. I kind of followed my hobbies as my career. How did you find teaching surf as a job, as it's something that it's all also a hobby for you? How did you find that? Versus maybe like now working in Arnold's Hotel where you're doing service, which isn't a hobby. Mm. how do you find the difference in the work um they're so different i so in terms of teaching surf i find if you can teach one sport you can almost teach any as long as you know how it works obviously (laughs) because i have done a lot of coaching jay before and a bit soccer and in Australia I was teaching sports in schools. So it's quite transferable skills mm-hmm. in terms of the teaching element, as long as you know how to actually teach the specific sport. And so thankfully I did the course and I was, I loved it. I loved being in the water and, t- and teaching that way. Um, and the social aspect and just having the crack and all that sort of stuff that went with it. So I found I'm not going to say I found the job easy, but I found it really enjoyable, which makes it seem easy to a certain mm-hmm. extent. I think that's the case with any job. If you find it um, enjoyable, it makes it so much easier. Do you find it then, more meaningful and fulfilling, say, than, than serving tables as such? or Way more fulfilling. No disrespect to Arnold's. I'm lucky to have the job, and I, I actually quite enjoy the job. It's fine. It's... I'm just doing breakfast service. So it's literally taking orders for breakfast and, and dropping it down. But there's not much fulfillment out of handing out eggs benedict and <laughs> scrambled eggs. You know what I mean? Um, it's fine. Like, And you still get to have the social, you get to chat to people, I guess. And, you know, um, it's fine. I've just found from the teaching surf seeing someone catching their first ever wave mm-hmm. sharing that experience is way more beneficial to me than I would have thought it would have been. I get a buzz out of other people's buzz. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can relate with that. Has it taken away anything from your own hobby though? Has it taken away time from you getting to surf or has it, you know, has it made you fed up getting in and out of a wetsuit or is, you know, is there any downsides to teaching a hobby versus, you know, just enjoying the hobby? So like, I know when I had the gym, there was just some days I was just so zonked from training people that I kind of skipped mm. my own training or might've missed my own training. Um, or like and uh, coffee, it's like when you're dialing in in the morning, you're tasting so many espressos that 
you don't even really get to enjoy a coffee then because you've you've tasted so much. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're just going into your favorite coffee shop and getting a coffee right away, and it's a much more enjoyable experience. So have you found anything like that from teaching surfing? Not really. Um, I can get in and out of a wetsuit quicker now. I've figured that out. Um, I have some days now you'll be in doing a lesson and the waves might be lovely and you're like, oh, Jesus, I would love to be out in that. And then you're like, oh, I have another lesson after this. You know, and but that's just kind of the same as any, nearly the fear of missing out on something. Yeah. You know, sometimes that'll be a wee bit. Um, but luckily, kind of in a sense, the waves weren't that great during the summer. It was fine for learning. Yeah. yeah. Um, but not, I don't know, they weren't huge running, so it wasn't like a, it was expanding that much. And then with football at the moment, I'm not really surfing that much because I'm focusing on football in terms of mm-hmm. using my energy for that. So, no, I hadn't hadn't really experienced. I got a fright, I suppose, a couple of times. Um, someone got injured surfing, not during one of our lessons, but someone was out in the water and got injured. And it's kind of like maybe if I can kick up the hole to be like, you know, you really have to respect the ocean and the sea and, yeah. and that yeah. sort of stuff. But no, uh, not too much, no. Hmm, interesting. Stephen, will we talk a little bit about what season two is going to be? Yes, so the competition, which if you've tuned in to hear if you've won or not, uh, the winner will be announced at the end. Um, so uh, apologies if that's the only reason you're listening to, but <laughs> well, that's really, on you. you really slot it into the middle somewhere, just break it up, just to make people listen to the whole episode to find out if they want it or not. We could just end it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Competition time! Yes. We have an amazing competition to kick off season two between Stephen, Sam, our social media uh, manager, and myself. We went around a couple of the businesses that we work quite closely with, um, and they sponsored us some prizes to kick off season two of Soul Brew Podcast. It's very cool. Um, one lucky winner is going to be in with a chance of winning all of this. The prize includes, first of all, a night B&B for two people in Arnold's Hotel, and you'll get your dinner at the Rusty Oven, uh, which is a local pizzeria where we come from. And during the day, you can get a surf lesson for two people at Jaws Water Sports, where Stephen worked most of the summer teaching surf. We have a huku balance board and a mobility yoga wheel uh Kenniger, who are uh, Donegal's brewing company Donegal's one of Donegal's local brewing company uh sponsors some glasses and a couple of beers um Cafe Casa and Delhi give us a voucher uh great coffee and great food uh there's a Brazilian and Irish mix in there uh the Shack Donegal where Stephen has worked before and would be our local uh roastery uh sponsored us some fresh beans and a beanie. Uh, Berlin Coffee Roasters, who I've worked for in the past, um, donated uh, beans and a hoodie. 2210 Patisserie, where I currently still work, um, gave us a box of her amazing bakes. And Cam Sustainable Swimwear, who are a local uh, swimwear company, 
are sponsoring a swimsuit or shorts depending on who wins. And I've also put up four weeks fitness coaching with myself. Uh, that'll include a consultation. And Maura Dolan, who we talked to in season one in episode Decisions, Decisions, has given us a one-to-one life coach session and a copy of her book. So Stephen is going to explain how you can, or how, how we've picked the winner of this amazing prize. Thank you, Aidan. Um, so, and thank you to all our gift hosts. What would you call them? Uh, donators? Donators. Sponsors, yeah, sponsors. Uh, thank you to you all. So because we did this competition on Instagram and Facebook, over two posts on each, essentially we have four potential winners. So I picked randomly using software. Um, one is called namepicker.net. I'm sure a very safe website. And randomcommentpicker.com. <laughs> so the two that I use. And while Aiden was chatting, I've picked four random people, which I've now put in an Excel. And I have numbered them one through four. And Aiden is going to be the final random number picker. So Aiden, pick a number between one and four. Three. Three, and let me just check. So I have to check to make sure that person actually follows us because this I looked through the comments and she does follow and is Kaylee XO. Kaylee XO. Um, so Kaylee XO, whoever you are, uh, will be in touch. You are the winner. Congratulations. Congratulations, Kaylee XO. Kaylee will hug, hug and a kiss. <laughs> Lovely. Steve, well, that's perfect. Do you want to do the, the outro music? Yeah. Okay. Um competition over. <laughs> and pause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well done to that person. Um <laughs> but yeah, I am very excited. So we have done three episodes already. They have been recorded. We've had three guests who I got a lot out of listening to. Uh, well, four guests, actually. So um, we had Lucy, who cycled the Wild Atlantic Way. We then had Fergus, who... Well, no, we'll just no, let Fergus... No, we'll not tell. Um, but we've changed, we've changed the structure of the podcast to try and... We're going we're gonna to talk, then we'll have a guest. We're going to talk, we'll have a guest. Rather than us talking the whole thing, because I think... When we did our reflection of season one, we found quite a lot of pressure to come up with topics all the time and, and to actually know them in depth enough to talk about them. So we decided that we would have more guests going forward uh, and with some very interesting guests lined up for season two. Um, and Because yeah. the other one then, Gliza and David, was uh, yeah. part of the I was, I was wondering where you were getting the four from, Hasek. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember recording. I recorded one on the slide, just didn't yeah. tell you about it. Yeah. Um, so they're the kind of, yeah, so that's three episodes, um, which we, I got a lot out of from this, from being part of that. Did you? Yes, a lot. And I just, it's just nice getting sort of lost in conversation and listening to someone rather than, um, having to think about right what what do i say next or you know what could i add here that has value whereas like 
when we had our guests i didn't even have to think about the next question because once you once you listen to someone like really attentively mm-hmm. the questions come and they're much easier on me i think um doing podcasts like that there um, and also Good. with some very interesting people uh, yeah. to talk to and even famous people yeah yeah yeah, huh? yeah. you're yeah. referring to yourself there as well famous <laughs> <Aiden> hunter <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then we've got also like loads of coffees lined up because I've been drinking some really good coffees all summer. So I'm excited to talk about that and maybe talk about a wee bit more about how you can brew at home and things like that there and how you can support uh, more Irish roasters and maybe now you also Scottish roasters. And Yeah, and I think with our episodes of Just the Two of Us, we might have them a little bit shorter because I think... The- the ones with guests were a little bit longer yeah. because they were quite interesting and they were in the flow of, of, of chat. We didn't really want to disrupt that at all, to be honest. Well, we kind of had uh, a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think we'll kind of leave these ones a little bit shorter. And yeah. the main, so obviously the episode, this episode is called the college dropout. Um, and obviously what we discussed there was quite, um, you know, just general in terms of what's happened the last couple of months with us. But I do think that those attending college or that have dropped out of college or, you know, struggling at the moment, chat to someone about it, whether it be a professional, every college has a health service within it. Um, I've used the counseling service before in the college and find it really beneficial. Um, so if someone has experienced something like that, have a chat with someone or someone that you know and sort of suss it out. And like, I think I have a lot of respect for people that, you know, either drop out and realize it's not for them or realize another course is for them. Or I love hearing of people that like started a course when they're in their thirties or forties. And you know, yeah, like became a nurse when they're 42, like, yeah. And I think just what you were saying there, just even from my own experience, um, the course wasn't for me. I still have my credits from it. So like if I do need to slog it out to get some sort of degree, I can do that. But I was also mm-hmm. able to be aware. It wasn't for me. I've left it in the past. I'm not beating myself up about not sticking it out or anything like that there. And I'm moving on in a direction that I, that I think is going to resonate with me and I'm going to get a lot more out of. So, you know, if you have dropped out or thinking about dropping out because of whatever reasons, make your decision and then and then move on from it. Don't don't dwell on it. Because I was dwelling on it for a couple of days and I spoke to someone and I spoke tomorrow and she's like, Aiden, like, move on now. It's done. It's made. Decision's made. So, you know, that's all that the only advice that I can give you is because and it's not even advice, it's just my own experience. Exactly. Um and that, that goes with any decision, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, transferable to any college or whatever it might be, but yeah. Well we um will we wrap up Stephen and move on to the competition side of things? Um yeah, I think or, we can uh, is there anything I'm missing? I can't remember. Um no, I think we've kind of covered it all. Um so we will be covering a few other topics and yeah, I think well, I think that was quite good. <laughs> But uh, self praise, <laughs> <Self-praise>. there, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
a bit of encouragement for myself there. Yeah. I think I'm happy to slot that competition right in the middle and um, just yeah. finish, finish the episode up here with, uh, yeah, tune in next week for our first guest of season two. Yes. And which will be Lucy. Yep. It will be. Um, yes. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we have a couple of thank yous probably to make. Um, so Sam O'Neill, who is yeah. Stephen's friend and now my friend, he's been looking after social media all throughout the break in season. So he hasn't taken a break. And if you follow us on Instagram, you'll actually see just how professional it is. And it's absolutely nothing to do with me and Stephen. <laughs> <Not at all. laughs> Sam, you've done an absolutely incredible job. Um, Hannah Sheridan, who is our friend as well and went to school with Hannah, um, takes 90% of her photos um, that we use for social media. So a massive thank you to her. She doesn't charge us anything. We just pay her in coffee, um, which is great. Sam also doesn't charge us anything. We need to sort that out, Stephen. We need to sort out Sam. Um, Melissa Doak, who is Stephen's um, little sister. And again, the very first girl I ever kissed, actually. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Why would you tell something like that? When I, was uh, like, when I was like four years old. <laughs> um, oh, also, God. That's not where I expected that to go there. She also, uh, she took Are you some thanking photos. her for the kiss? <laughs> she took some photos off us. Um, she's going to love that. She's going to burst out when she hears that. Uh, <laughs> Nothing to do with the podcast, but thanks to her for... Uh... <laughs> thanks for the shift. Uh, <laughs> she she took some photos off us um everyone who sponsored prizes we listed them all out we listed them all out which is yeah. great with great sponsorship there and a thank you to everyone who listens to us and continues to listen to us who writes in to us and and keeps encouraging us uh, we really absolutely appreciate it all yeah and a final thank you to you Aiden. and thank you to you Steve. you too Stephen <laughs> forget my name there um, yeah amazing and I look forward to episode 2 next week and we will chat to you then peace and love peace and love <laughs>